Hey, 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 what's up? It's your girl, Melinda Collins. What's up? I haven't... Do you remember when that was like the big thing was, what's up? What's up? Why are you shaking like that? <laughs> what is that? I'm lost. That's my, what's up? What's up? What's up? This is Gina Vogie. And this is Blonde Moments Podcast. We're here for you. Just shaking now. <laughs> Something's wrong with us here. That's what I was thinking of, though, the what's up? What was that from? It was a Budweiser commercial, I oh. believe, and then they did it in Scary Movie. That is... Which, you know me, I love me some Wayans Brothers, so... One beer that I think is just absolutely terrible is Budweiser. I can't even tell you the last time I've had a beer, much less a Budweiser. Well, we all know that I hate beer, but if I were to drink a beer, it wouldn't be butt wipe. Butt wipe? Mm-hmm, that's what people call it. <laughs> I ain't drinking no butt wipe. Well, no, Bud Light. Sorry to anyone out there who likes Bud Light, because someone out there is going to be like, well, you're too good for Bud Light. No, I just don't like the way it tastes. Screw you, Gina. Yeah. Bud Light is my favorite. Sorry if you like Bud Light. To me, there are much tastier options out there. I mean, I haven't had a light beer like that. I couldn't even even pretend to give you. For me, it's probably been upwards of. 13, 14 years. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not that long. But Coors Light, I wouldn't mind. Like, that's not a bad one for me. I'm not a big Miller Light fan. All my Wisconsin people are going to come at me for that one. But I just, I'm not, I mean, I like Summer Shandy or Spotted Cow. Those are. I'd rather drink straight tequila. Okay. Well, we're talking about beer. Bring it back. <laughs> hey, they have those tequila seltzers now that are really delicious. So that's kind of like a beer. It's in a can. I don't think it's anything like a beer, Gina. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> I don't okay, know. Okay, maybe you've had a couple already. No, but we are officially drinking champagne yes. at um, one in the afternoon. So I got my, on five a dollar, fine... my $5 champs. Mm, mine's a little more than that. You like your barefoot. Yeah. Well, it's just sweet. I like the Lamarca Prosecco. That's what I'm drinking. You fancy, huh? You got your mm-hmm. pinky up over there? I do now. Kiss the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is 1 a.m. What is going on? What is happening here with you today? It is 1 p.m. on a Monday, and we are just starting to drink. So who knows where the day will take us from here? I can see a nap in my future. You know what I'm going to do today, though? Maybe, unless I'm too drunk. But I need to buy some new underwear. (laughs) I know that sounds so funny, but like, where do women buy their underwear nowadays? Because I was always a Victoria's Secret person. I bought some last year. I bought like a couple hundred dollars worth of underwear. And they're just not good quality anymore. Well, they're not meant to last. That's why they're five for 25 or whatever they are. So where do you get your underwear from? I still will get them from Victoria's Secret. But I'm specific about like the type that I buy mm-hmm. from there. I always get the same type. Calvin Klein. I have a lot of Calvin Klein undies too. Where do you get those from? Online. Okay. I feel like when I got my packages of Victoria's Secret, it, it was like tissue paper. It was just, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm a big lacy underwear fan, and I feel like those are okay, but they don't always have them. I like the thongs with like the lace band. That's what I'm talking about, yeah, girl. Those are the mm-hmm. only ones I get. But yeah, you throw them away after a couple months, but who cares? They're five for $25. I, I just mean like they're not, it's not even just the quality. They're just not what they used to be to me. 
Try I feel like I have to advance up. I need to like, you know, what's the next step in underwear buying? You know what I recently purchased um, that I'm a huge fan of? Period underwear. Is it where like the things built into? Mm-hmm. I like them for nighttime because I do not sleep with it, my period cup in. And I don't like to sleep with my period cup uh-huh. in. So for me, it's a better alternative. I don't want to wear a pad to bed either because that's not comfortable. These period panties are every fucking thing. So do I you love throw them. the whole thing away? No, you wash them. They See, are comfortable. They're great for sleeping. I've never had any issues. This is not an endorsement. This is just me telling y'all uh, if you're considering buying these, if you've seen them, pull the trigger. Okay, I'm going to because I have a hard time wearing a tampon overnight because I wake up with like really bad stomach aches. So. Well, you're not supposed to either. Hello, TSS. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> Toxic just saying. shock so syndrome. I will. I will wear the sexy-ass pads if needed. Mm-mm, get these underwear. They're life-changing. Okay. They're super comfortable. I've never had any issues with them at all as okay. far as like overflow or feeling wet or anything like that. Mm. They're the best. <laughs> so while you're out there getting panties, do yourself a favor and get some of these for overnight. It's They're the fucking shit. And where do you get them from? Online. There's several. I think the ones I got are called Thinks, like with a... X, like thinks or winks okay. or something like that. I can't remember. You would thinks it would be more period related. <laughs> right? Well, there's a lot of them out there. Here, Man, I'll look it up. I am so funny. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Well, if any women out there have any suggestions on where they like to buy their underwear that are like super sexy little lacy things, uh, let me know, please, because I need some. Yeah, thinks that was the one, but T H I N X. And they have all kinds of ones for different absorbencies, and they're super comfy. And I am here for these. You know, so, okay. (laughs) I was just going to bring up an article of my next story that I want to talk about. And on the bottom of my page, I see this picture like this. What is that? It's for back pain, but I thought this woman was trying to go down on herself. Yeah, what the (laughs) hell? I was like, what shit is popping up on my phone now? (laughs) I mean, you never know. Like some of the things that are like recommended ads for me on Facebook (sighs) terrify me. Yes. I'm like, they. who do these people think I am? Who am I? Well, based on our search history... They're like if you Serial like killers. if you like John Bobbitt, you will like this. Oh no, we are not talking about <laughs> John Bobbitt this episode. Edit that out. All right, done. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. So I found this weight loss device that's supposed to tackle obesity, and people are all in an uprage about this because what it does is it actually locks your jaw shut. Oh my gosh. It looks like um like a braces appliance. So that's the diet is you can't fucking eat? Mhm. Some people are calling it a torture device. But how it works is it prevents a person from eating solids by using magnets to stop their jaw from opening wider than two millimeters, which is nothing. Two millimeters Some is... Some people would call that starvation. Um, so they tried it on seven obese women in New Zealand... And people are pissed off about it. I mean, which makes sense because it's not healthy to not eat either. But I think no. you can still open your mouth. 
but it's um, they're attached to the upper and lower back teeth for one week, during which time they were given a commercially available liquid diet but could not eat any solid foods. This sounds like torture. That's what they're saying. They didn't find any adverse consequences. The women who trialed it reported feeling uncomfortable and struggling to speak, as well as feeling that life in general was less satisfying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like getting your jaw wired shut after you've had it broken. I mean, that's that's not a pleasurable experience. No, but if you've had your jaw broken, it's just something that you have to go through to get the healing process, right? Like not something that somebody's doing because you need to lose weight. Ugh. To me, this is like opening up a, a door for an eating disorder as well, too. Yeah, well, the thing about that, too, is once you start eating more salads, you would think that that... F- that You're just weight gonna, would just come right. back. But then you get into that mentality of like starving yourself is the mm-hmm. way to lose weight. And that is a horrible way to think. There is so many millions of women in this world that suffer from eating disorders. Like why? Why would you do something like that? Right. And then one woman said that they had cheated by melting down chocolate and drinking soda during the trial. That would be me. That would be me too. <laughs> I'm figuring out how to be able to Hershey's eat something. chocolate syrup all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that you could do. I would melt ice cream and the chocolate syrup and just drink that. Yeah. I just, I think, you know, weight loss is so tough as it is. It Like putting yourself in a situation where you need a device like that, you're just, you're still not mentally there to be able to, I even hate the word diet because you shouldn't diet. You should just try to have the balance in your life and you will lose weight that way mm-hmm. in and of itself. I mean, if you're eating shit all the time, it's really hard to lose the weight. I know I love eating garbage food. But mm, now, same. like, I've really changed my diet and I've actually been seeing progress. <gasps> Imagine right. that. There's no quick fix. There's no magic pill. No. It's all about the calories you put in, the quality of the calories you're consuming, and the amount of exercise you're doing. That's it. Yeah. There is nothing more fancy to it. That is it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I feel like using this sort of device is going to set you up for bad stuff in the long term. You're going to have some adverse effects mentally from it. Mm-hmm. So no. Yeah, that's not, a no not for me. me too. That's a no for me, dog. 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 I mean, maybe there's a place for it. I don't know what it is, but I don't think that's the healthy way to try to lose weight. No, it's not. Wasn't that Randy Jackson that would say that? That's a no for me, dog. Yep. Anytime I think of Randy Jackson, I think of <laughs> Step Brothers where he had his sword signed. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> That was just on. I feel like it's always on, but. Um, Well, speaking of weird food things, uh, one of our listeners, Bear Black, sent to us a little uh, Instagram post of a bottle of Heinz, and it is flavored May Oreo. No. So a mixture of mayonnaise and Oreos. Is this real? I looked it up. Is May Oreo Heinz real or fake? Because apparently it was like on Twitter as well too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know me. I love a- Oreos. That's that's my like, but I can eat the whole thing. with mayo? No, I'm not a mayonnaise fan anyways. Ugh, that's disgusting. Well, I looked it up. It is fake. Okay. Says, well, Heinz has Phew. combined some rather odd sauces in their mixed by Heinz range. The mayonnaise and Oreo combo, May Oreo is fake. 
thank God. Yeah, I'm even just trying to picture or feel like I would, could even think about what that would taste like. I just think it would be awful. That's disgusting. Like, what would you eat it with? What would you eat it with? Oreos. <laughs> Ugh, I just cannot. There is certain places mayonnaise belongs with the delicious cream sandwich cookie that is an Oreo is not one of them. The United States is gem, the Oreo. Yeah, that's still a no for me. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You, you don't need to do anything to Oreos. They are perfect cookies. Mm-mm. Leave them yeah. alone. My only qualms with Oreo is that their serving size is two motherfucking cookies. It's it's awful. Which we have discussed this before. It's still is still awful. So any given moment where I have some Oreos, I at least eat six. At least. At least. That is my go-to minimum. Yeah. And I will bring them in a little paper towel with my cup of milk, sit in front of the TV and watch it, <laughs> thinking I'm going to be good and just having my six cookies. And then you go back for six more. And then I go back for six more. And that's like a whole fucking sleeve oh, and yes. half the day's calories. It's fine. <laughs> you know what? If it makes you happy, everything in moderation, right? Yes, I do agree. Okay, so today's episode is our true crime, and I have a kind of true crime story. This is an article from Vice. It says, Kelsey Love screamed for 40 minutes. At eight months pregnant, she lay naked on her cell floor and through tears cried that something's wrong, that her baby was coming out. She indicated that she was having contractions and begged to be taken to the doctor. None of it was enough to convince the employees of the Franklin County Regional Jail in Kentucky to get her medical help. I mean, she's eight months pregnant. What do you think is going on here? She gave birth alone in her cell and then she sued them because she says that she had to rip open her mattress and climb inside with her infant son after giving birth. And she also had to chew off her umbilical cord. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I cannot believe that. So she she sued them and won a $200,000 settlement. Is she still in jail? I don't know that. Um, What was she in jail for? I'm going to say she probably isn't in jail still. She was eight months pregnant when she was jailed on May 14th, 2017 after being arrested for driving under the influence. When she was booked, she told jail officials that she'd recently used meth and heroin. Oh. Real winner here when she's pregnant. And then she also said that she was eight months pregnant. The pregnancy meant that the staffers should check on her every 10 minutes, according to Love's lawsuit. By the early morning of May 16th, it was clear something was wrong. She was lying naked on the floor crying. She told the deputy her baby was coming. The deputy called a nurse but didn't say that she was more than likely having contractions. The nurse told the deputy to observe her and to call if anything changed. He never told the nurse that she was in labor but instead said it was unclear whether she was in withdrawal or possibly still intoxicated. I'm so sorry. What a mess. She was screaming, somebody help me. And they hadn't checked on her in an hour. When they finally checked on her at 8 a.m., they saw a large amount of blood smeared across the cell and that she had given birth. This is obviously a problem. Yes, they should have checked on her. You know, yes, she was a horrible person for doing crack and meth while she's pregnant with a baby, but she's still a human being that was asking for help that's giving birth to a baby that, oh, by the way, it is not their fault that their mom is a fucking crackhead. Mm -hmm. So at the very least, the baby needed to be checked on as well too. Right. And you know, the baby is going to be born with having drug addiction. 
Yes, like the baby is going to need immediate attention as well too. So, yes, she's still she's a human being. She, yes, she got arrested for things she shouldn't be doing, but still check on her and make sure she's okay and for sure that the baby's okay. So, yeah, I do think that the lawsuit is warranted. The only thing I can think of is if they thought that she was just being like this unruly, crazy woman who was having drug withdrawals and didn't believe her. But still, in my opinion, I feel like you'd be able to tell the difference between somebody going and having contractions and giving birth compared to somebody who's just having withdrawals. Well, and isn't there something they need to medically do if somebody is going through withdrawals as well, too? Because you can die from going through withdrawals. So even if they thought that she was just going through withdrawals, like really, there was going to be no medical attention to this woman at all? Like this is really bad. What police station was this? This is in Kentucky. Y'all need to step it up in Kentucky. This is very bad all around. Like, she, what if she died from withdrawal and, and the baby then died as well, too? There's no way, even if they thought that she was going through withdrawal, that they should never check on her. Mm-hmm. Like, there should have been some type of medical eval going on here the entire time for this woman, let alone the fact that she was pregnant. This story pisses me off. Sounds like there was just some laziness there. Yeah. Especially with the nurse. I mean, even if the the deputy didn't think that she was going into labor, you would think like him calling the nurse, she would be like going to go check her out. Check on her. Yeah. Like if you don't know for sure what's happening. And if she's going through withdrawal and having, has a baby, like, oh my gosh, I hate to hear things like this. Luckily, hopefully the baby's okay. It did say in the article they're doing okay. Thank goodness. Because that baby didn't ask for any of that. Now, my only fear is she's going to take that 200 grand and just go on like a crazy heroin spree. Yeah. Hopefully. Instead of doing right by her child. and Hopefully. Well, I have a little true crime story that I found that <laughs> I just really love. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is something that I would do. And it's a Florida woman. A 43-year-old Florida woman is facing domestic battery charges after hitting her boyfriend with a plate of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) According to the sheriff's affidavit, on June 9th this year, 2021, Jennifer Booth and her boyfriend, William Booth, well, boyfriend, both of their last name is Booth, I would assume they're married, but Or maybe they're brother and sister. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Had an argument over an LA fitness gym membership. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Use your story in your head. You do these scenarios. Tell me how this argument went out. Tell me what you think. How Oh, I already know because I read the rest of the article. Yes. Okay. Damn. After working on the property all day, I took a break to cook dinner and have a meal after a long day in the sun, said William. I confronted Jen about getting a membership at LA Fitness and she became violent. (laughs) I mean, I get it. There's no way to bring that up, right? Because as a woman, we're just going to be like, fuck you. You don't think I'm attractive. Yeah. My scenario that I'm thinking is she's like, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And he was like, nah, who are you trying to impress? Oh, so I I thought you said William was the Mm -hmm. one who said that. He confronted Jen about getting the membership. So it says words were exchanged about her being jealous of girls at Lowe's. (laughs) 
What? What? At Lowe's, the hardware store. Yes. I'm assuming that's where he works. Was at Lowe's. And she said it's okay to go meet with a personal trainer at the gym. (laughs) So... I did just watch this TikTok the other day. This guy was saying, hey, if you want to meet like really good men, come to Lowe's. They like have coffee and all this sort of stuff there for men who are like waiting for their lumber. Mm -hmm. So maybe – assuming that's what happened here is she got jealous of the women at Lowe's Mm -hmm. where he worked. Because they're all like sniffing around Mm -hmm. trying to find these hot men. So she's like, well, I'm going to go to LA Fitness and get in shape and get a personal (laughs) trainer. And he was not down with the personal trainer. According to the sheriff's report, while the pair was sitting down to have dinner, Jennifer picked up a paper plate full of chicken (laughs) and threw it at William's face, hitting him in the chest and face. I'm sorry. This one, I just cannot. I told her that was it. I can't take it anymore. I called her daughter in Arizona, and she became violent, and that's when I called the sheriff's office. (laughs) What kind of chicken? I don't know. I hope it's like fried chicken or something. It said that he received no injuries in the chicken war, and Jennifer (laughs) Booth was booked into the Manatee County Jail. No injuries in the chicken war. (laughs) She was released on a $500 bond. But she's what forty three, and I think she is. I think she's an attractive she's woman. An attractive it does not woman. show what he looks like. I'm like, girl, what you doing with a fifty six year old man that's potentially cheating on you at Lowe's? Yeah, man. You know, hey, we all make stupid decisions. Hopefully, she got out and she kept that LA Fitness membership and is doing her own thing now. Mm-hmm. I wish they had a picture of him. Of course, it's just her booking photo. You know. I I mean, I feel like I might have said this on the podcast one time, but I got so mad at an ex-boyfriend. I literally took a hot pizza and put it on top of his head. I was so mad. <laughs> so mad at him. Like, the next day, I felt so guilty, but we had a really good laugh about it. But the like, next day, yeah. I was like, I just remember I saw red. I was so mad. Do you remember <laughs> what you were mad about? Like Mm-mm. what the f- argument was? He pissed me off all the time. I'm sure... Who the hell knows? I'm sure he just said something snarky. Go fuck yourself. I have to say, I I don't think I've ever thrown food at a significant other. I have poured a drink on someone before. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've done that before. Mm -hmm. That is a really liberating feeling. It sure is. (laughs) Because you're not actually hurting them doing that. You're hurting their pride. That's about it. Because I was in a public place when I did it. Just dumped a whole glass of red wine over someone. I was kicked out of Summerfest one year, (laughs) which seems like a really hard thing to do. It is, because there's a lot of debauchery that goes on at Summerfest, so please tell us. Oh, I was stealing people's drinks, and I was of age, so this wasn't like I was underage, but I was drunk, and I was stealing people's drinks, saying that, (laughs) no, this was my drink, and enough people had a problem with me doing that, and then I took the last drink I had when the security guards came to remove me from Summerfest, and I threw it at the person who said it was their drink, so... (laughs) (laughs) that was fun you know what in your head that was your drink damn it i had a damn good time though i'll tell you that like i was having so much fun i'm like these people just got me wrong no this is my drink like i for sure 
was not in the wrong that night. Well, we definitely need to make it to Summerfest this year. We have so many concerts. We have, um, what's our, our Max Sabbath? Max How Sabbath. can you forget them? I can't remember the name. We have Max Sabbath in September. We we got to do Summerfest. We got Justin Bieber coming up in Chicago. We we have. When is Justin Bieber's concert? <sighs> if you had to guess, just like a month. I want to say it's not until 2022. Oh, okay. Then I'm fine. I'm not even have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it had been, it's been so long since I've gone to a concert. I think my last concert was Kings of Leon, and I'm ready to go. Oh, we're making up for it. I, yeah. I hope Mech Sabbath in September isn't our first one. I hope we can make it to something before that. We still have we to get will. our tour merch for Summer Mech Sabbath. Summerfest is before Mech Sabbath. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. It's end of August, beginning of September now. Mm-hmm. Man, I used to love going to Summerfest. I would go every day. So if you guys don't know what Summerfest is in Milwaukee, it is a huge music festival. Huge. If you ever – it's what is it? Usually over the week of the – oh, my God. It's, is it already next week? No, they moved it to the end of August. Remember? Oh, okay. Well, it used to be over the 4th, but when I was a teenager and even in my 20s, I would literally go every single day. The amount of times I've been <laughs> – made out with and fingered there <laughs> oh my god yes no <laughs> was amazing well i've only lived here and since i've been married so i have so not had those there's still type of experiences time, there's still time to get fingered at some of us <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen but oh. you know Man, I mean, literally. I, if I can convince my husband to finger me in public, then... hey, if not, I'll do it. Okay, yeah, I'll slip a finger, <laughs> drop on my finger a little bit. Hey, give me some of those tequila seltzers. Yeah. I'll do anything. Get a few drinks in us. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been a while, so I'm up for whatever. Yeah, you just same. wear a little denim mini skirt. Or... Chris doesn't even have to know. Yeah. <laughs> He'll never know. As he's listening now. He'll never know. As soon as He'll I go to know. leave the door in a denim miniskirt for Summerfest. <laughs> he's a son of a bitch. Yeah. He's like, I'm coming with you. No, you're not. No, sir, you ain't. You know, you and ain't. if you try, I'm going to lock you in a porta potty there. <laughs> That's what I used to do, though, when I was like, before I was 21, they, their rules have changed so much. But like back in the day, I would get one of those bottles of Captain Morgan, like those thin... Bigger, they're pretty big. I don't know, like bigger than the palm of my hand size. Mm-hmm. And I would wear a skirt. Oh, like the flat one. Yeah, the flat yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I would literally like put it in the front of my thong, and walk in. Like they never knew. And then I, because I was underage, my good friend, um, who has since passed on, I. Sorry to bring this up this way, but she was older than me, so she, we'd go to the liquor store, or whatever, and we'd bring it in. We'd get a huge soda. Pour it in there. Pour it in there in the porta potty. Dump the bottle inside the porta potty. You know, get like wasted, fucked up <laughs> every day. It was so fun. And they used to have, uh, they called it Club Kiss, so like a Kiss FM. Had this huge stage where they'd play like dance music and stuff. Oh my god, I would be so sweaty and gross just from being fucked up and just dancing in the heat. It in, was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Some of my favorite moments were at Summerfest. Yes. When I was on Real World, I tried to make everybody come to Wisconsin for Summerfest. It never happened, but man, I was wild. I was well, a we're wild. Going this year. Okay. I have been, been locked the- down too long. It's time to get out and get wild. Let's go. I'm gonna. 
slip a Captain Morgan inside me and bring it out, <laughs> slip you a finger. <laughs> it's going to be a really good night. I haven't even looked at the lineup, though. Haven't even looked at the lineup yet. Have you? Um, I know that Jonas Brothers are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Slipping Gina fingers at the Jonas Brothers concert. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm on Amazon right now looking denim mini skirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not denim, you are not catching, You're not a, finger. catching a finger. Sorry, Gina. Ooh, Foo Fighters. Okay. Black Crows, Maroon Five, <gasps> Hall and Oates. Oh yeah. I would totally go see them. I fucking love Hall and Oates. Green Day with Fall Out Boy and Weezer. <gasps> Fall Out Boy. I'd like to see Fall Out Boy. Weezer, meh. Chance the Rapper, Luke Bryan, Kiss. No. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> Dave Chappelle. <gasps> what? <laughs> yes. Is he at the main stage? American Family Insurance Amphitheater, yeah. Dave Matthews Band. Okay. Megan the Stallion. Miley Cyrus. Guns and Roses. What? Oh my God. Slipknot. <gasps> <laughs> That will just be a little inside joke. It will be lost on y'all. It will be lost on y'all. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Let's. Oh, and Justin Bieber. Yeah. On June twenty fourth. Oh, that's twenty twenty two. So yes, I was right. Justin Bieber isn't until next year. Oh my god. So there is a lot of shows for us to decide on here, Mel. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Anyone wants to join us? A denim mini is required to hang out with us. Hey, I got ten fingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> toes gonna be a good night could be a good time i mean i like tw- i'm just thinking of like 20 year old melinda with like her tits out legs out just trying to get backstage a good time oh my god i had so much fun it was seriously it was a holiday for me Every year, looking forward to Summerfest. I'm sad I missed out on those years of knowing you. Oh, can you, you imagine would... you and no. I in our 20s? I was just talking the other day about the Harley 100 when Harley had their Harley Davidson had their hundredth anniversary, and I was, I think, ooh, maybe I was 19 years old, but I went down to Water Street and there was thousands and thousands of motorcycles. It was so cool, but I was riding the bulls topless and like taking pictures on random men's motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, I was wild in my 20s. I was pretty wild in my 20s, too. We probably would have been arrested together. Probably. I've been kicked out of strip clubs, all sorts of stuff. I was banned from the strip club in Tampa. (laughs) What did you do? I will not discuss that on this podcast. (laughs) Is the trial still pending? (laughs) If you ever live in the Tampa area, it is the dollhouse, T-H-E-E, the dollhouse. Not allowed to ever go back there, so... Not even going to try at this point in my life. What if you wear a wig? Maybe. I don't know. We're going. I went to a strip club this past weekend. uh... (laughs) (laughs) What? What? What was the holiday? What was the event to go? It was just a Friday night. Uh, My husband and I went out to dinner. We were like, let's go to the strip club Um, because we don't live too far from one that's around here. I thought Friday night, like they would have the best talent out there. It wasn't. <laughs> it was not. I remember one time I went to a strip club with my friend Mikey, and it was like a Tuesday night. <laughs> and like, my God. 
shot and they were awful. It was so bad. Like titties down to their knees. It was so bad. Yeah. I still made the best of it. I was like, oh, we had a great you time. You flop those knee length titties all, all over yeah. me. This one girl turned around was like bouncing her butt. There was like 15 pimples all over her butt. Like, <laughs> like she had picked up I would them. be like, come here, honey. Let me help you. Yeah. I will pop these and clean them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh. And this other girl was just covered in bruises. We were like, oh. oh. Maybe that's a fetish though, like butt pimples. Ah, uh, well, she gonna want of them. So. Hmm. But we had a good time. We made the best of it. I mean, get her some oxy pads. Here's your tip, sweetheart. <laughs> I mean, we're the type of people that go to a strip club just to have fun. We're not there to try to pick somebody up, you know. So well, that's the only reason I go. <laughs> <laughs> we just hey, have you. fun. Hey, you with the butt pimps. We're going home. We're going home. I got some clear sill. I'm popping those shits. I'm cleaning you up. Oh my god! I always have, a strip club is never a bad time. Did she have you. a nice face? The butt pimple chick. Uh, no. Oh man. Yeah, she was very nice. I'm sure you have yeah. to be if you have a bunch of butt zits. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, Were they like more like boils? They just looked like she had picked at them to try to make them better, and it did not. Oh, no. They were just kind of scabby oh, at that no, point. Oh, no, I feel awful. She was probably, like, super insecure oh, about it. Oh, for sure. But, like, don't pick at them. That's the last thing you want to do. It would be hard not to, though. I mean, I guess if you knew your ass was going to be in people's faces, right. though. And there's only so much makeup can do. Right, Yeah. And imagine we're seeing this under like, you know, black lights and right. darkness, what it actually looked like in the light, you know? <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> How do we go down these roads? They're my favorite. Um, like all of a sudden we're talking about pimples on a stripper's ass and like this is our true crime episode. Is <laughs> what we do best. It is oh, what we do best. Oh my gosh. So I have one more story that I want to share, which is kind of dark and depressing, that we got from a listener that touched base on our most recent episode. It says, Hi, Gina and Melinda. I made an Instagram just now solely to text the two of you. Oh, well, thanks. I have so many great tidbits I'd love to share, but I will keep things relevant. I am listening to the new episode and wanted to let you know that unfortunately, Tori's baby and Tori was the woman who was in that polyamorous relationship where she had the four yes. men. It says Tori's baby was injured by one of the boys. <gasps> the baby lived and is okay, but she was definitely hurt. You can find the article if you search polyamorous man jailed for abuse of five-week-old baby. <gasps> oh my God. Please don't search for the article unless you are in a good headspace parentheses i'm very sorry for your recent loss melinda thank you if you have ever seen the youtube channel barcraft tv now rebranded truly the whole gang was featured on the channel the video has since been scrubbed but you can find reaction videos online from other youtubers thankfully ethan is being prosecuted i can't fathom how the safety of that baby was not prioritized first what the hell keep it spicy ladies Maddie. Oh so I gosh. I don't want to go in and read the whole article. I kind of like breeze through it just a little bit. But basically the baby had broken ribs, injuries <gasps> to her lungs and liver and multiple brain bleeds. Oh my gosh. And they had said that she had been physically abused at least a minimum of three times. 
A five-week-old baby? Yeah. And this, this is, is so disturbing. You know what? Like, we kind of touched base on it last week. It's like, you know something's going to happen. Something's, I feel like you even said, like, I did. You, you hope the baby will be okay. Because when, especially when you're that young and you already have, like, your hormones mm-hmm. and your insecurities and your jealousy. It's, I said this, that this was a recipe for disaster. You did. You, did. you called it. How young they are. They're, I remember I was talking about jealousy. I'm like, mm-hmm. think about the jealousy you had at 1920 versus now. Like, as you grow, you you emotionally grow and you're better able to handle things like that. I, I recall saying something like that, that this was just a horrible idea. Yeah. It's, God, I hope that baby turns out okay. That is just awful. I personally feel like CPS should get involved with that. Absolutely. It scares a five-week-old. Yes. Like, I don't even know how... As a human, you could look at a five-week-old and even fathom, even consider harming the, the a, a baby at, at all. No. Like That's this so is sad. just insane to me, and just so so terrible. Mm-hmm. I really hope that that there's a lot of steps being taken to make sure this baby is taken care of and well. And I'm not going to continue the article just because I have a hard time with children being abused. Yes. So maybe there is more information about what is happening and all of that sort of stuff. But just wanted to update it. Thank you, Maddie, for sending that in. I truly appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for creating an Insta just to chat with us. We're here for it. We'll still chat with you about other things. Yeah. Send us dirty memes. Yes. All right. Well, I have one more that I loved. I came across this article. I'll bring it back up with a, a, another fun story. And then we'll go into a true crime and bring it back down. And bring it back down. A sheriff was attacked by a flying dildo riding a drone. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody okay. While you said a sheriff was attacked, while that sentence was coming out, I'm picturing it in my head... <laughs> What is it going to be? Not what I would have guessed. Wait, there's a video of it too. I just yes! Can't show it yes! <laughs> Nobody expects a flying dildo, but that's exactly what confronted <laughs> Albuquerque Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez III, whose campaign for mayor was dramatically interrupted at an event on Tuesday by a large sex toy attached to a drone. <laughs> The drone hovered towards Gonzalez as he was answering a confrontational question from a member of the audience, and it provoked nervous laughter from the crowd of about 70 people. Gonzalez attempted to continue muddling through his answer as a woman in the audience shouted, Is that a dong on a drone? <laughs> sure enough, it was. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and hand this to you to press play so you can watch. And of course, they have good music to go with it. Dong copter? <laughs> It says he got some serious D last night. (laughs) Oh, they pulled it down. I know. Did you see the guy went and yank it down at the end? I was hoping he was getting slapped in the face by it. I love how it was just like wobbling. Just wobbling. At the bottom of the drone. Oh, man. People are just too damn funny for their own good. (laughs) The offending object was then snatched from the air by a man identified in the press as the owner of the establishment hosting the event. (laughs) You know he kept that thing. 
This is gonna be fun tonight. Oh my god, that's awesome. That's like you know you spend how much money on the dildo and the drone. It's worth every penny. <laughs> so it says the incident. Apparently, they arrested the person. The incident resulted in criminal charges for 24-year-old Kaylin Ashby Dreyer. It's a woman? Yes, who has yes. reportedly been accused of punching Gonzalez on his hands during a brief scuffle at the foot of the stage after the flying dildo was grounded and Dreyer <laughs> tried to retrieve the dildo back. Yeah, hell yeah. She wanted that thing. <laughs> she has been charged with petty misdemeanor battery and misdemeanor resisting, evading, or obstructing an officer. She must just hate him. <laughs> she <laughs> she despises this man. Dreyer reportedly told the police that she didn't mean to hit Gonzalez, but was upset by the way the sheriff answered a question and had meant to swing his fist in the air. Oh, his fist. It's a guy. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I wanted to be a woman so bad. I mis- misread she and he. I'm sorry. Gonzalez's campaign issued a defiant statement saying the candidate was unhurt and blaming the whole thing, which was captured on video on a coordinated attempt to disrupt his campaign. I just love thinking of persons like laying in bed at night and they're like, oh, what's the sheriff's name or whoever? Manny? Gonzalez. Gon- When's Gonzalez having his next public speech? Oh, but- my God. I need to. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to attach a dildo to a drone. This will be perfect. And then fly it around his head. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were right. Manny or Manuel Gonzalez. The thought process there. That's what I want to know. I want to see the thought process where, like, all of a sudden, that's the idea. This is what's happening. Thursday night, Manny's going to be speaking. Here comes my dildo drone. Well, reading the article further down, they think that it was – this it wasn't this wasn't the only person behind the attack that he pointed the finger of blame at his political opponent opponent Albuquerque mayor Tim Keller although oh, Tim shit. Keller has denied any involvement but they think that this guy was like working for Tim Keller mm-hmm. to you know have this penis dildo attack <laughs> <laughs> I mean they I mean call but it- if you think about it if the other guy is behind it like what a like, come on. There's way worse things, like attacks that are mm-hmm. out there than somebody attaching a dildo to a drone. Like, it's it's childish. It's funny. But it's not like anything that's going to hurt anyone. He's like, instead of mudslinging, I'm dildo droning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is... <laughs> like, he's not sending anybody to beat him up or right, attack yeah. him. We're talking about a dildo on a drone. If that's the worst <laughs> of your problems from your opponent, I think you're okay. <laughs> He's like, I just thought you needed this. Maybe you get that stick out of your ass and put a dildo in there. You'll yeah. be happier. Maybe he thought he was a little too uptight. Yeah. You know? He's trying to loosen him, loosen loosen him, him up. up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Anal loosening. Well, I just loved that. <sighs> yeah, that's really funny. Between the flying dildo and the fried chicken attacks. like It's just the video that makes it, though. I know. And the music. And the music. It. It's like the chicken dance music. <laughs> All right, so I will get into my true crime story if you are ready. Mm-hmm. I'm just taking the last sip of my champagne here, which is actually really sad. Oh, we'll get more. All right, so this takes place in August of 1993. The Dowling family are at Disney World. I watched American Monster. That's what I watched for Ooh, this one. Who doesn't love Disney World? Disney World is in Florida. Disneyland is in California, correct? I don't know. I've never been <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. 
I know where I'm taking you for our birthdays. No, I, it's Vegas or nothing. All right, fine. Yeah, Walt Disney World is in Florida. Disneyland is in California. What I kind of Floridian like, am I? I feel like world just seems better than land, and I've always heard the Florida one is better. Oh, I in my personal opinion, it is, because that's where Epcot is. And where do they have the Magic Hogwarts? Uh, Hogwarts is uh, Universal Studios. That's in Orlando. But I, Hogwarts is not Disney. I want to go there. Well, yes, but that's not Disney. That's Universal Studios. Do you think they have dildos shaped like Harry Potter wands out there? Oh, for sure. If they had an E.T. finger that looked like a dildo. No, 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 no. You made that into a dildo. It was not me. And by the way, I've never received that as a gift from you still. (laughs) Because I bought it and kept it. (laughs) For Christmas. (laughs) All right. So 35-year-old Kevin Dowling was there with his wife, Joanne, and his two daughters, Amanda and Kathleen. Joanne was a stay-at-home mom. They had been together for nine years. Everyone says that Kevin was a big family man. The thing about Kevin is he always had his video camera on him, which I think of like a 90s video camera. That's one of those big-ass ones. Mm-hmm. Camcorder. Yes. Yeah. He would always tape everything, family events, daily activities, all this stuff. So they saved up for this trip. Kevin wanted to be such a good dad and to be like, hey, we're going to Disney World so his kids could see how much he was trying to be like this good dad, right? Yeah, that's every kid's like, yeah, we're going to Disney. Yeah. Except for you. You didn't get that. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) They went to SeaWorld too, which I actually just went to SeaWorld this year, so kind of a big deal now. Oh my god. January 15th, 1994. It was Amanda's eighth birthday. Kevin is filming her birthday party. And what I thought was funny is they played Pin the Tail on Barney. Oh my gosh, Barney. Uh, I just watched an episode with my son. It is god awful. It's terrible. How that ever became popular is beyond me, but continue. That's how Selena Gomez got her start, wasn't it? Well, that's the only good thing that came out of Barney. (laughs) (laughs) Joanne and Kevin wanted to have a son. He said he wanted someone to carry on his legacy. And not too much later, Joanne was pregnant. They had a baby named Sean, November of 1995. And Kevin recorded the entire thing. He was so proud that he had this son. And they really all felt like they were okay, had their children that they wanted. Now they were going to go on to the next stage of their life. No more babies. 1995, they moved to East Petersburg, Pennsylvania and purchased their first home, but they actually had it built. They were beyond happy. They were doing well. The other side note I saw on this, so they're interviewing Joanne, the wife, for this documentary. She's an older woman and her her tongue is pierced. And my mind just went some dirty, dark places. (laughs) I don't know why it was weird. I don't know if I've maybe never seen like an older person with their tongue Like pierced. how old? Late 60s. Oh, yeah. that No, I don't think I've – I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Shit. But, but it was yeah. just like I've never – I don't know. I was like, man, this lady likes to get dirty. I mean, just because you have your tongue pierced doesn't mean you like to get dirty. Um, this is where my head goes. <laughs> if you have a problem with that, you can take your shit and leave. I had my <laughs> tongue pierced not once but twice. Okay. And what kind of individual are you, Gina? Are you I am a-, a wholesome, clean individual. You can't even think of words <laughs> to say. <laughs> Oh my God. And by the way, if you get a chance to watch this episode, the 90s hairstyles on Joanne are fabulous. Are everything? Yes. God awful. I had my tongue pierced for a long time. We're talking 10 plus years. Yeah, because you liked sucking the dick. That's what a tongue piercing is for. Tickling the dick with it. See? 
you're such a clean, wholesome woman. (laughs) (sighs) I imagine people like that up the booty hole too, but I never did that while I had my tongue ring. Well, Summerfest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not getting my tongue pierced again. Oh, I'm willing to slip a digit inside of you and you won't be willing to get your tongue pierced for me to suck on my butthole with that? All I right. thought we were friends. I, I said all right. <laughs> I said all right. I said all right. <laughs> oh, Lord. So Kevin would take so many videos of his family. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> every family. I know we're doing true crimes. I need to be serious now. Okay. Uh, every family event, holiday activities, blah, blah, blah. 1996. 43 year old. This was summer. This is when it takes. <laughs> still, I can't. I now you're picturing second. me like bent over the dumpster at Summerfest, and you're just pounding me with your tongue in my butt. Oh my god, I need a moment. <laughs> okay, I'm putting my serious face on. I'm getting actually a little excited. We're gonna have quite the night mm-hmm. at Hall and Oats. <laughs> There is one of those songs, I Can't Go For That. It sounds like porno music, so yeah. we'll have to time no, it perfectly. Do, I can't go for that. Can't you will be licking my butthole, and I'll give you the reach around. That. Give you the finger reach around. You just keep singing. I'm trying to set the scene. I'm, I'm putting you in the mood with the I'm music. I'm trying to set the scene here of what's going down, and you just, you are not listening. I'm setting the mood with the music <laughs> in the background. <laughs> All right, somebody come cut us off. We're done. No, come, somebody come pour us more, please. <laughs> we're empty right Hello. now. <laughs> Pool boy, where are you? Garçon. Yes, um, you better come out here with like a palm leaf over your penis. And fan us and pour us more champagne. Feed me grapes like I'm a little bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is where it gets serious, so. Summer of 1996, 43-year-old Jennifer Myers was working alone in West Manchester at an art gallery. A man came in held a gun to her head. He tried to rape her. And while that was going on, a delivery man came into the gallery, spooked the man, and he ran away. Police suspected the man knew that she would be alone, knew the hour she would be there, knew he could make an easy escape, but they also felt like he purposely had set his sights on her. Three months later, I'm skipping back to the Dowling family. Kevin became a manager at a convenience store or like a gas station sort of thing. And they considered this a great opportunity for him. He considered it a dream job. (laughs) We are done. I'm so sorry. We are in one of those moods where it is really hard to take the true crime seriously. I fucking fell in the kitchen before, so that's that's how it started. She she did. I watched her feet go bloop. She just busted her shit in her kitchen. Listen, y'all, we do take these true crimes very seriously. We don't feel like, obviously, when somebody's murdered, this is a big ordeal. But when we start drinking, we get in these modes. Sometimes it is really hard for us to stay serious. I mean, we've been talking about... (laughs) We've been talking about dildos on drones, pimples on strippers' asses. (laughs) Fried chicken attacks. Like, 
we're trying to be serious, but sometimes it's very hard. And this is why you get a week without true crime because it's just sometimes it's just it's hard for us to get through it. And today's one of those days where we're in a mood. <laughs> so back to his dream job at the gas station. <laughs> Let's get back there. <laughs> Getting back there. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. I swear we're gonna try to get through this. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> that station manager is a great opportunity and a dream job. <laughs> like my dream job is like sitting in like Greece, by getting a pool. paid to like taste wine. Yes, yeah. like just not being <laughs> the gas night manager at a gas, gas station. <laughs> I'm not taking away. No, that if that's what you do, I'm just saying like you got to shoot your sets higher than. Yeah, if you shoot for the stars, what is it? You'll you'll land on the moon or something? Or if you miss the stars, you land on the moon? Right. I don't know what the saying is. It just makes me sad. This is his dream job. Yeah, like my dream job, yeah, would be something the same. Uh, yeah, not. <clears throat> to each their own. It was it you shoot for the stars and you miss, you'll land on the moon. Is that it? I don't know. Sure. He wasn't shooting for the no. stars. Shit. Hopefully this man wasn't murdered because then I'm going to feel terrible. I wouldn't be laughing like this if he was, okay. I promise. So he had great hours, but I don't know how that's possible because I, be- I swear he was a night manager. So Yeah, those are not great hours. No. The graveyard shift. Whew. Jennifer Meyer was talking with cops and trying to figure out who did this. They had no leads. One night, Jennifer went into a gas station, and when she went up to the front to the cash register to check out, the man behind the counter talked to her, and she stopped dead in her tracks. She recognized this voice. She knew this man to be her attacker. Oh, no. One day, Joanne was cooking dinner, and she gets a call from Kevin. He told her that he had been arrested, and turns out he was the man behind the gas station counter. Oh. Joanne couldn't believe her ears, and she knew he was innocent. October of 1997, there was a trial date that was set for Kevin, but nobody could believe that he was guilty of this crime. Jennifer, unfortunately, was going to have to testify in front of him for rape. He got fired from his job. He got super depressed. They like they were still taking videos like of him, and he's just laying in his bed underneath the covers, just super depressed. Oh, that's terrible. Well, and that was her only like identification of him with his voice. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of unfair. I mean, I guess that's what a trial is for, but how can you recognize someone purely on their voice alone? Because some people's voices can sound very similar. Joanne said that she saw the change in him. He didn't want to leave his bed. She just watched him deteriorate, and she blamed the police department for doing this to him. Fall of 1997, the day before the trial is supposed to begin, Kevin decides to go to a nearby lake to fish. He wanted to make a video diary for his kids when he was out fishing on this boat, and he mainly wanted to do it for Sean in case he went to prison. At 1.05 p.m., it says the fish aren't biting, talking to the camera, recording all of this. Two hours later, Jennifer Meyer's husband goes to the gallery and finds his wife dead. He calls 911 and said his wife had been shot. 3.15, Kevin decides to leave the lake and concludes his taping. Back at the gallery, they find that she was not robbed, just murder. 
They were able to find shell casings, bullet fragments. The weapon was a 38. And unfortunately, there really wasn't much more than that for evidence. So the police turned their sights on Kevin because obviously... He's the first suspect. First suspect. Because it's his trial of her rape. Mm-hmm. Joanne gets a call while Kevin is working a night shift, and the cops then just show up at her house. The cops said that they needed the clothes that Kevin was wearing that day. Joanne was willing to do anything to help him, and she even gave them the tape of Kevin fishing. Joanne was like, "This, there's no way Kevin did this. He's such a family man. Like He just loves being with us. There's no way he could, he could be capable of something like this. Police started to interrogate Stephen, Jen's husband. They thought that there was a good chance it was her husband, if not Kevin, because Kevin's alibi was good. The gun Stephen owned was the same gun used at Jen's murder. So they're like, it's the husband. Uh, This could go either way for me. There could be something on that tape that remains to be seen, and I could be wrong about her identifying his voice. A few days later, the ballistics on Stephen's gun came in, and it was excluded as the firearm used to kill Jennifer. Thus, the police ruled out Stephen as her killer. So then the police decide to go back and review Kevin's video. They notice the tape is really only about 15 minutes long, his boat doesn't move all that much, and he keeps checking his watch. Also, he never caught any fish this entire time, but the timestamp shows the exact time Jennifer was killed. But can that time and date be changed on the camcorder? They figured out that they need an expert professor to see if the time was in fact changed. And they hired this guy named Professor Boyle. And what he did is he used sun shadows to determine if in fact Kevin was there at the time that was on the timestamp. The shadows and movement seemed to change. They also needed to know the orientation of the boat to help determine the direction of the sun in the sky. So what they did is they took eight different frames from the video and they started to reenact the frames on the lake with the boat. Oh, wow. They were able to determine if this was true or false by using a figurine and a light to determine these shadows. They could tell the time by the position of the sun in the sky, and the professor knew the cops thought that this was their man. Six months go by, and Professor Boyle completes his calculations. Joanne and Kevin were in their kitchen cooking dinner, The cops were there. They asked Kevin to come outside. The street was filled with cop cars. Joanne was angry. She was humiliated, and she started screaming at the police to leave. But the police took her into the house and showed her the evidence that they had on Kevin. Mm. The first three clips, the timestamp seemed to match the sun, but then Kevin cut the video. The next time it shows the tape at 36 minutes later, the professor believes the timestamp was wrong, and the time was really much later. Police felt like he had left at that time and went and murdered Jennifer. They knew they had their man. Kevin received the death penalty. Oh, wow. He still claims to be innocent. He was supposed to be executed in February of 2007, but the federal judge gave him a stay of execution to allow for further appeals. But he claims he never said the tape was his alibi, and he said that he did leave the lake, but he went to a strip club. Mm, mm, mm. But it was kind of cool seeing the professor going through, and like you see like the little figurine and the lights, and it's like, I would never have even yeah. thought of that. I mean, think about it, though, that where the sun's positioned in the sky does tell the time, Mm -hmm. right? So crazy. Like, that's what sundials are used for, right? And that's one of the things they use, too, is a sundial. Yeah. But Joanne was like... so smart. You're amazing. (laughs) But Joanne was just so, like, she couldn't believe. She just 
did not believe that he was guilty, just couldn't believe it because of the type of man he was at home. But Man, I was wrong. I was thinking at first that maybe he wasn't. Because again, voice and identification, that can be a really hard thing. Like I think that would be something to be hard to hold up in court, mm-hmm. right? Like you have no other forensic evidence except for a voice. Yeah. Like that would be really hard to, you know, how can that be beyond a reasonable doubt? Especially if you could find somebody else with the same sounding voice as them. I mean, clearly it was him if he went all out of his way to do this to kill her and you know edit the video where it looked like he was out on the lake the whole time Mm -hmm. yeah i for sure thought like he had hired somebody yeah that was a thought i had too i was like oh maybe he hired somebody to do it but Mm -hmm. dang man yeah and guess it goes to show like sometimes you just never really know someone like his wife was convinced you know I mean, you see like in the videos too, like he's playing with his kids all the time and he just big smile and so happy and he just obviously had this other side to him. Yeah, this completely opposite side to him that his family knew nothing about. That's Mm -hmm. a scary thought that somebody you think you know is capable of doing these things, you know? Mm -hmm. And if it's somebody you know and love and trust, I mean, I would feel the same way. I'd be like, no way. No way is it them. But then like come to find out it is like, man, that's crazy. Talk about trust issues. All right. Well, I will go on to mine. Mine is about Ed and Ellen Sherman. They lived in Connecticut for the whole 16 years of their marriage. Ed taught business at a local community college and was a member of Mensa, which if you don't know what Mensa is, it's like for geniuses. It's like a club for geniuses, right? Like you have to have a certain IQ Mm -hmm. to be in Mensa. And Ellen worked in the family publishing business. On a Friday night in August of 1985, Ed left for a weekend sailing trip with four friends. On Sunday afternoon, two days into the trip, Ed called to check on five months pregnant Ellen after not hearing from her, and after several unanswered calls, he asked a friend to go check on her. The friend entered the home through an unlocked window after no one answered. He found Ellen upstairs in her bedroom, on her bed, dead. It appeared she was a victim of the sexual assault as well. Uh, Her nightclothes and underwear were on the floor, ligature marks around her neck that indicated she was strangled, and medical examiners determined that she was murdered either Saturday night or early Sunday morning. Police found no signs of forced entry and no valuables missing, so that ruled out a robbery. Using a ship-to-shore radio, Ed Sherman was notified of his wife's death. Ed Sherman told investigators that he had last spoke to his wife Friday night from his friend's house. Like, before he left his sailing trip, he called her one last time. Mm -hmm. The police also found that the Shermans' lives were very far from ordinary, and Ed Sherman was very candid about their unusual sex life. He had been having an affair with another woman for a number of years, and Ellen was aware and accepting of it. Up until relatively recently, she had a problem with it. The mistress, Nancy Prescott, was also Ed's co-worker and even had a child that was Ed's through this affair. damn. Ed wanted an open marriage and encouraged Ellen to have affairs as well, too. Like, he was like, go do your thing. They would have parties where they swapped partners with other couples, but it was basically always Ed that was pushing these situations. It wasn't Ellen's preference at all. They had an upside-down pineapple on their front porch. Mm-hmm. And Ellen was trying to take that pineapple down. Mm-hmm. Ed kept putting it back up. Since there was no signs of forced entry, police suspected Ellen knew her killer. While investigating further, police found that Ed had agreed to end this affair with Nancy in order to save his marriage because Ellen got pregnant. She told Ed she, that he needed to make a choice and either give up the affair with Nancy or, like, that was it, mm-hmm. and Ed agreed. Like, she didn't want – Ellen didn't want to live this life anymore. She was like, 
I want to be normal, not do all this. You can have one or the other. You can't have both anymore. Ed was angry that he had to make a decision, but he took a polygraph and the results were inconclusive. And Nancy had an alibi for the day of the murder. So they ruled out Nancy with her alibi. Initially, police didn't consider Ed a suspect because he was in the middle of the ocean when his wife died. Like he wasn't even there. When Ellen's body was discovered, it was in the final stages of rigor mortis, but the air conditioner in the room was on full blast, and a freezing cold room will slow down decomposition and the process of rigor mortis. Mm. Mm. So this meant that Ellen's murder could have occurred earlier than initially thought. So then it was indicated that Ellen was probably murdered on Friday night, Mm -hmm. and Ed Sherman would have had plenty of time to commit the crime if this was the case. Mm-hmm. And also on the fishing trip, Ed was wearing long pants and a turtleneck on the boat in August, where everyone else was in shorts and t-shirts. So Ellen's fingernails had been damaged, trying to they suspected trying to pull the ligature oh. away from her neck, and that he was possibly hiding scratch marks. Ed denied this, saying that he even spoke to Ellen Friday night, and his friends were witnesses that he had talked to her, um, you know, from his friend's house, but. Ed wasn't the only one listening in on that phone call. His friend's daughter was too. She had picked up the phone and was getting ready to make a call, and she said it was just ringing and ringing, and Ed was saying, oh, I love you too, Ellen. And she didn't hang up because she thought it was odd that he was talking to a ringing phone. A witness also told police that she had run into Ed the morning of the sailing trip, and in the conversation, Ed recommended she watch this movie that he just loved called Blackout. And in that movie, a man kills his wife and children and puts the bodies inside the house, then manipulated the crime scene in order to fool forensic scientists by the time of death by making the room extremely cold, turning the air conditioning all the way up to slow the decomposition. Mm -hmm. Friends also said that Ed displayed a morbid fascination about details of his wife's murder, asking several times if the police had determined the time of death and if they knew about how bodies decomposed. But what would motivate Ed to kill his wife, right? Apparently, Ellen wanted a divorce, and she was majority owner of the family business. She allegedly told Ed that she could have his sailboat and his girlfriend, and that's it. She would leave him with almost nothing. Nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for her. He's made her live this lifestyle that she didn't want to live. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, unfortunately, well, she's carrying it, the baby too. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, she was murdered. That's the terrible part because she wanted to live this different life and be happy finally. Uh, but she said she couldn't live like this anymore. Prosecutors think Ed carefully planned the, the his wife's murder. After they had dinner, Ellen was changing her clothes in the bedroom, and that's where he went and strangled his wife to death. Inspired by the movie, he set the air conditioning to its coldest setting, shut the door, and set out for a sailing trip. Later in the evening, to cement his alibi, he staged a call to his wife in front of his friends from his friend's house, not knowing that the daughter was listening in. Then on Sunday evening, he made the call to his friend to check in on his wife, hoping the cold air conditioning left on would mask the true time of death, just like in the movie. It did fool forensic scientists, but only for a while. He did almost get away with it. Ed Sherman was found guilty of first-degree murder and was sentenced to 50 years in prison. He never admitted guilt, but he did show some remorse, saying that Ellen deserved a better life than the one he gave her and apologized for leading such an indulgent lifestyle. He died of a heart attack after spending only three years in prison. Ah, oh, boo. Mm-hmm. That, that part made me angry. Not that he died, you know. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that. Like, I don't he want... He didn't have really to suffer. Right. I don't want anyone to die. But yeah, he didn't serve like any time for what he did to Ellen and what he put her through. Mm-hmm. And oh, killing her and their unborn child. Like, 
to me that he there was he just he still kind of got away with it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, dick. Yeah, what a dick, right? Mm-hmm. He was very selfish. You know, put Ellen through all of this. You know, basically forcing her to live this lifestyle that she didn't want to live. And then when she finally was like, "I don't want to do this anymore." He couldn't even let her walk away and be happy. Yeah, like just let her leave. Yeah. Let her walk away and be happy and find some happiness in her life. But no, like he still couldn't even do that. And so for that, in my opinion, he's he's not a good human being. Like you were doing you for so long. Let her finally do her, right? Yeah, absolutely. Jerk. Yeah. All right. (sighs) Well... Next week's episode is going to be on reviews. And I'm really excited about this one because there's some funny ones out there. (laughs) I'm excited too. If you have any stories or reviews, any true crime, anything like that that you want us to cover, please feel free to send those into blondemomentspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I will end this very interesting episode today (laughs) with our blonde joke. What is the best thing a blonde makes for dinner? I mean, I love my spaghetti. Me too. (laughs) Or pizza. What is it? A reservation. (gasps) Hell yeah. (laughs) I ain't even mad at this one. I'll take it. (laughs) 